Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Ah! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Hello, welcome inside Hour 4 of the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Hobo. Live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Well, you know us. We're here. We're problem solvers, aren't we, Mike Harmon? We're problem That's solvers. That's been here. The, one of the unofficial official mottos yeah. of the show going on a decade. Yes, we are problem solvers. NFL officiating stinks. What can True. we do? NFL officiating's bad. How do we fix it? Penalties are deciding the Super Bowl and Carl Cheffers, and how do we do it? Well, I'm solving that problem for you. I can already guarantee you that NFL officiating will be better next season. Guarantee you. After something happened today, I can guarantee you it will be better. How do you put me in this car today? Please let me know. <laughs> they put that true code on at the factory. I don't know that I can grab that. <laughs> Officiating will be better because Jerome Boger has retired as an NFL referee. 
Ooh. Jerome Boger yeah. walking away from the NFL after countless horrendous calls and years of being in the top three of most penalties called per game. Jerome Boger walking away. I will tell you right now already, NFL officiating, you'll see the guys playing more. I, and I don't believe that, okay, he retires and somebody else is going to come in that's worse They're going to call more penalties. No, come on, man. That's not happening. It will be better next year because there will be less penalties called. Jerome Boger no longer blowing the whistle on NFL fields. 19 years in the National Football League. 19 too many. (laughs) Jerry Bergman had, uh, what, 21. Stephen Patrick had nine. And Walt Coleman the fourth. Also walking away uh, from not the, Walt the Coleman NFL. the third because Walt Coleman the third was the uh, Tuck Rule uh, uh, official, I believe. Yeah, you can't stop him. You can only hope yeah, to contain him. Yeah. Uh, Jerome Boger, uh, the pride of Morehouse College, uh, sixty-seven years old, mm-hmm. still getting after it. You say mm-hmm. the pride? Yeah, sure. Yeah, Jerome Boger, referee, refereed. Uh, you know, the Bears-Cardinals comeback all the way back in 2006 mm. when they let him off the hook. <laughs> uh, hey, let's help celebrate the life and career of Jerome Boger with one of Jerome Boger's best, and but I say best, I kind of put that in air quotes, uh, calls from his career. Let's hear it. After the play was over, personal foul, unnecessary roughness, receiving team. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Correction. <laughs> personal foul, unnecessary roughness, I'll give a penalty to whoever I want to. If I want to give it to the kicking team, I'll give it to the kicking team. If I want to give it to the receiving team, I'll give it to the receiving team. Shut up. All of you, shut up. I'll give it to whoever I want to. That might be the greatest crowd pop this side of uh, an unannounced arrival at a wrestling show, like when Trish Stratus showed up the other day turn. and everybody lost their minds. Yeah, it's like, it's like it sounded like he changed his mind when everybody started booing. I have a penalty on the receiver. Sorry, 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 sorry. I mean on the kicking That's team. Exactly Yay! Wait, play it one more time. One more time. After the play was over, personal foul, unnecessary roughness, receiving team. I'm sorry. Hey, I don't want you to get mad at me. All right, oh, wait, I'm going to make it against the other team. In the words of the commissioner, the officiating has never been better. Uh, (laughs) There goes Jerome Boger. Hey, you know, there's very few officials that when you know their name, it's a good thing. And Jerome Boger, look, it's like Jerome Boger or uh, Dick Pavetta or Scott Foster. When you know Angel Hernandez, when you know their names, you know, oh, boy, what's up here? What's happening now? Something is bad. These guys are doing the game. We're in trouble. My team's in trouble. Yeah, next level stuff right here. Uh, congratulations on a uh, long career, and now we, we look for the replacements. Whose names will we be cursing in years going forward? I'll tell now you. Now that Jerome Boger won't be there for you on Sunday anymore. Can't blame him. <laughs> can't blame him. Just like Doc Rivers can't blame Blake. Uh, I bet he has a. I bet Jerome Boger is wired into him, and he told him the penalty to call. I bet it's going to happen. You know, I, I wonder if this is where it's going to go right now, because we're watching the, the Kings and the Canadians playing 
Manning. Uh, coming, Kings, down, yeah. coming down to the end, the Kings with a 3-2 lead in the post-Jonathan Quick era over the Canadians. Now, the Canadians have a phrase when I think when they pass down the captaincy from person to person, they have a phrase that goes, to you from failing hands, we pass the torch. And it's, you know, passing of the torch. I was like, I think it's a real torch. I actually light it up and everything. And I wonder if you're going to see then Jerome Boger, they're going to have a ceremony where he's passing his penalty flag to Carl Jeffers. Here, this is for you. You be that guy now. You keep what I started and you keep this going, man. It's on you now. We're all waiting on you. We're counting on you. And Carl Jeffers is going, yes, yes, yes. And he's grabbing the flag going, I'm grabbing the flag like Bradbury grabbed Juju Smith-Schuster. See how much I'm grabbing this. And people are booing and booing. I got it. That's what I want to see. Are they going to fight like uh, AJ Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster? <laughs> right, they so take my it real to question, social guys: media? What network is going to hire him to be the rules? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did you see a pet? Yes, I didn't get a. You're going to ask me if I saw a penalty on that play? Yeah, yes. The answer is yes. I saw a penalty there. What would you do? I would throw everybody out. I would call double personal fouls. Eject everyone. I would do that. He now, literally just threw a flag at me in the booth, <laughs> Jim. <laughs> Jim, <laughs> uh, you know this is the how to how to explain officials and officiating the right way to to be fair to everybody. There are there there are officials who believe it is their duty to officiate the game and call the penalties they see, and that's what they do, right? That should be what it is for, for an official. Because anybody who is watching, you watch NFL games, because they go, oh, why'd they do this? Why'd they do this? Why'd they do this? But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a little bit deeper on you now here a little bit. Just g- going back to the, to the youth level of sports. Okay, this is the way you think officiating should be: is that they want to, you know, they should just call the penalties that are there and and, and go forward. Now, the last few years, coaching as much as I have in youth sports and in, in, in soccer and softball, uh, I have had parents who become officials where they officiate uh, soccer games, or they, they they become umpires in baseball or softball rather. And everyone who gets into umpiring and continues on, because I've seen people get into officiating and going, yeah, even now my kid's not playing, I still love doing it. I'm still going to officiate. I still love doing it. I'm so into it. I'm into the calls. I'm into the situations of the game and how you would adjudicate this and how you would do this. And I see it from the officials that they go in, and it, I'm not saying anything because I'm coaching and I want them to all you know make calls and help my teams, but... There's officials, and you can, and I can see where they all get in with the. I'm officiating this game, and I'm putting my stamp on the game. There are two teams on the field, but there's also my team, the officials, and we're going to officiate this game. We're going to put our stamp on it. And these are the crews that everybody's got problems with because, hey, you're not really officiating the game. You're officiating the game the way you want to do it. And and really, the officials, the old adage is right. You should not notice them. Okay, great. If you don't notice the officials, that's great. But when you want to put your stamp on the game, yeah, that's what I have an issue with, and that's what a lot of people have issues with, and I get that, right? This whole, all the officials stink, all of it, no, come on, man, I, I get you get mad about things, and officials are always going to miss calls, and, and things are going to happen that, that don't help your team, but it's the officials that go in with that agenda of, we are officiating this way. We have seen that so-and-so, ah, they are 
they are kind of getting away with a hold there on plays. We are not going to allow that in this game. We're going to go in and look at them and specifically watch you for the entire first quarter. And if we see something, we're throwing the flag on you. We're throwing the flag on you again because we see it and we don't like that other people aren't calling it. We're going to go in and we want to put our stamp in the game. And that's kind of what Jerome Boger's done. And that's what a lot of That's what Carl Sheffer's grew. I want to put my stamp on the game. I want to throw this flag at the end when uh, it's a play that we should really let the players decide the Super Bowl. But instead, on a, on a ball that was 20 feet out of bounds, we're going to throw the flag late and still throw the flag. Right? We could have kept the flag in our pocket. We didn't throw it right away. If we threw it right away off the line of scrimmage, okay, that's one thing. But the flag came in late when you saw the play didn't matter. There was nothing holding back that play. There was nothing that was going to get Juju Smith-Schuster to catch that pass because Patrick Mahomes threw it 30 feet out of bounds. But then we're going to throw the flag, right? This is what I mean. We want to put our stamp on the game. And that's the officiating everybody's got a problem with, and I completely understand that. I could see you going right back to that moment and your anger. Telling you, man. I actually was talking to an Eagles fan today, and he was far more rational and and reasonable, but I I firmly expected at some point for him to chuck something at my head, going, well, when we decide in the fourth quarter that you suddenly let that play go. Well, see, now... And and then he got all mad. (laughs) He started curling, you know, it looked like he was going to do that Hulk thing, you know, that we talked about in the GIF, you know, when Loki walks by. (laughs) Dude, dude, you're just lying to me now. I know you're making up this entire story story because you said you talked to an Eagles fan who was rational and reasonable about it. You're lying. Yeah. You're, you're lying. Well, Don't no, in other up. words, he didn't fly off the handle Don't. and start screaming at Don't me. Make... How did you how do you call that? Don't make stuff up, man. You gotta tell you no, can't just come on the show and point. lie. Come on, man. If no. I had a lie detector on you, that would just go over. No, legitimately. Just making up a story. Calling your lying ass out. Yo. Making up a story. You, you can call it all you want. This was a legitimate exchange. The Eagles fan it is was rational and reasonable. Come on, man. Come on. Yeah. I I was born at night, but not last night. Don't try to pull that on. But accepted my argument of, uh. is it seven minutes left in the fourth quarter? <laughs> is it the start of the fourth quarter when we get those fours up? When do we stop trying to call things? No, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's about, look, it, and that's what I mean. The fact that that flag came in late, this was a play that would decide the Super Bowl. And if this was a ball that fell an arm's length away from Juju Smith-Schuster or a ball that if he wasn't grabbed in the very beginning of his route, you could do it. When the clutching and grabbing had been allowed the entire game, right? There's been plays where they didn't throw the flag on it, but they decide to throw it there and they throw it after they see, okay, this had no impact on the play. This is going to be an incomplete pass no matter what, but no, let's throw the flag because we want to put our imprint on the game in the final two minutes. Just like the end of the Super Bowl last year with the Bengals and and the Rams. I'm going to throw the flag I didn't throw it the entire game, but now I'm going to throw it. No, no, but here you're taking all the attention away from Jerome Boger. You are. We've got. We've How gotten, dare you? We've gotten down a rabbit How hole. How dare you? We should spend more time with Jerome Boger. You know, you what? got all mad about Carl Sheffers. You're right. Who, you're right. Who, who somehow, even despite calling more penalties than anybody in the history of the world, you want to talk about Guinness Book of World <laughs> Records, like we did with the Dominoes? I mean, this was your guy. He was the poster uh, child of here's the proper way to throw a flag. <laughs> you knew it was coming. You, know we, you right. and I. We're watching the game together. Yes. We kept going. It's coming at some know, point. I know. Just call for it. I know. I know. It's you coming know at it. some point. He's. He, we've already hit the under. So even if they throw a couple, they're still well under. <laughs> Boom. All right. So let let's do this then. Let's one more time pay an homage to Jerome Boger. Then after the play was over, personal foul, unnecessary roughness, receiving team. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Correction. <laughs> personal foul, unnecessary roughness. 
I'm sorry, I didn't mean to upset you. Oh, man, Jerome Boger. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Hall. Oh, yeah. Live from the TireRack.com studios. So, it looks like the return of LeBron James is going to get much more difficult. As the news today is that he's going to be reevaluated or will have his injury checked in three weeks. Not two weeks. But three weeks, the foot injury that's got him out since he suffered it on Sunday and initially was going to be a couple of weeks. Now it's going to be three weeks. So now you are looking at the best case scenario for LeBron James is to miss 
at least half of the remaining games, probably two-thirds of the remaining games for the Lakers. And all day long, I have seen the, oh man, the Lakers are done, there's no way, the Lakers, are, they're finished, they're this. And I'm saying to myself, oh, people are crazy. I mean, not that suddenly I've gotten bit by the the zombie Lakers fans who are like, we're back, we're back, and I'm biting you, and I'm going to infect you with the, we're back, we're back, we're back, but... I just watched a Lakers team without LeBron, without AD, without D'Angelo Russell in the biggest must-win game of the year a night ago go play a team on the road that is directly above them or was directly above them in the standings, and they won. And you had big performances from Dennis Schroeder and Austin Reeves, and suddenly, Mm -hmm. yeah, okay, what are you telling me the Lakers are done? It's like... It's like people forget that the teams that are that are battling in the 7 to 13 spots aren't good. They're not good. Even the Clippers, well, they got Kawhi and Paul George. They haven't won since they got Russell Westbrook. Maybe it is his <laughs> fault. But look well, at all, all these teams, Mike, these rosters, the teams that are basically cuz you know, Kawhi and PG are still big stars, but you look at the teams 8 through 13 and Nobody has a roster with guys that are really good. They all have rosters that look like the Lakers roster. So then when you add AD and D'Angelo Russell, or at least add D'Angelo Russell, or you add one AD, suddenly, yeah, these teams can win enough games. The Lakers can win enough games to get into the play-in. They're, they're, nobody's going on a big run. No team 7 through through 13 is going to suddenly win 10 out of 11 or 12 out of 14. There's a reason you're this bad. There's a reason you're in the play-in round, and that's because you've been bad all season. Nobody rips off wins. Everybody stays around 500. That's kind of what happens. Nobody goes and, and beats Boston and Milwaukee in two nights of back-to-back. Wow, I can't believe the Spurs did that. No, that doesn't, although they did win two names in a row now (laughs) nobody does that so to think the lakers can't with this roster of course they can and getting ad back and getting d'angelo russell back they have the best roster of a lot of those teams so yeah just because they're missing lebron yeah it'll be a little bit more difficult but let's be honest can they face this challenge is this something they could do 100 i am not buying on on the funeral of the lakers well, what, third third or fourth easiest schedule remaining. We've harped on that a little bit. So that's part of the equation as you go forward. LeBron, whether he comes back or not, look, you're, you're seeing the results of that trade, which, again, I really think should have been made three or four weeks earlier because then Anthony Davis could take a day off and it's not as uh, hand-wringing uh, and catastrophic. It's like, wait, he said he was fine. He's pain-free. No, it was a scheduled day off. And every Everybody's supposed to go, "Uh uh-huh. You got 19 left. Remember that impassioned speech LeBron gave about the 23 games? All good. But to your point, yeah, with with Russell on his game when he's available and Davis – it's, it's hard to argue you've got anybody in that range of teams at the back end of the Western Conference that has a, a better couple of stars or if you don't want to call Russell a star, that's fine. But guys at the top of their their board – and even the Clippers, you know, we talked to Dan Wojcicki and he talked about the fact that you got so many guys, you're almost in a paralysis by analysis of who he needs to get fed and what they're doing. And you saw that tonight. They got absolutely blitzed. I thought your line about the Warriors need to play on the road was uh, very well done. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. But at least in the interim, you're looking at, all right, the Clippers 
okay, that's all fine and good, but uh, something is, is certainly wrong there. And all these other squads, you, you've been treading water. You didn't make the move to separate, or you haven't found that continuity. Maybe you're missing a player because of injury. I mean, hell, look what it took Dallas to win today. Yet those guys had to each score 40 points. Luke and Kyrie had to go for 40-plus each for them to get a W. Sixers wouldn't go away. Uh, so there it was, a hard-fought win, but one that says, all right, they're still gettable because they don't play any defense on a given night. So, and Lakers don't either. But to that Watch end, your mouth. I'm sorry, I got to call it what it is, buddy. Got to call it what it is. But in, in that range of teams, is anybody that you just say, all right, this is an unwinnable game? No. No, you you go and play, and, and you play pray that when he's not on the court, Anthony Davis is in a hyperbaric chamber or wrapped in bubble wrap. Yeah, no, look, it, it's even if they don't, let's just say they don't have him. Let's just say, hey, we don't have AD, we don't have D'Angelo Russell. This is a roster that can play with all of those teams. Like no, all that, you, you're you're competing with the the dregs that look. I'm sorry, but you know this, this is. These teams I'd rather see them good. play like this. By the way, They're just not uh, good. it's just fun, to, right? you know. Yeah. In case anybody missed that, that's one of my big things. I want to see Vanderbilt and all these guys. <laughs> I want to see them get them to the playoffs and then flip everybody off. Oh man, we're, we're like, back, baby. You got guys that can score. You, I mean, the, the, this is it's it's fully attainable for them. And the the only the only down point right because now i got to give you the reality of it because now no, you we're, don't. we're looking at the lakers from a different perspective we're looking at their support cast as hey they won this big game against oklahoma city and and maybe with the changes they have made you got to talk about vanderbilt and hachimura and and austin reeves has taken a big step up okay let's look at supporting cast not being so bad now think about the lakers the last couple of years when you add lebron and ad to this team how have they not achieved more and this is the real thing. It's, whoa, so maybe it's not LeBron and AD don't have help. Maybe it's, hey, wait a minute. How do LeBron and AD miss the playoffs, even even if they're they're only you know playing 60 games a year? How, how do they not get out of the first round against the Suns? Oh, AD got hurt. How do they not miss? Oh, LeBron got hurt. A combination of injury and, and, and disappointment, because now when you look at the Lakers as maybe it's the supporting cast is not that bad. It's what the hell have they, these guys been doing the last couple of years? You know, now, now it's on LeBron and AD to go, hey, how do you guys not lead us anymore in the Western Conference? We look at some of these teams that are hanging around from 7 through 10. None of them have stars on their team. None of them have really big stars. None of them have all NBA players like you guys are. And you guys can't win games? I watch the Nets with a bunch of guys just when KD and Kyrie show up at the same time, play 20 games together, and the games they played together, they would win by 30 points. They're able to show up and do it. How do LeBron and AD, how do they not achieve more the last couple of years? Because now that you've seen the Lakers from this perspective, it opens up that. There's a good part to it they can make the play-in awesome great but now the other reality is these last couple of years what the hell have, the, have lebron and ad been doing man? yeah they won a title jason That's and rob Polinka comes running down going blank you blank you <laughs> blank you you're cool and that guy's out 
Oh, man. How many other teams can say they won a title in the last three years? No, no, no. Three of them? Three, well, three teams can. Yeah, no, exactly. but look, but this, you, you won the title in 2020. Great. And then you've fallen off a cliff. How do you fall off a cliff with a 27-year-old Anthony Davis and LeBron James are still playing and winning scoring titles or being eligible enough to winning they scoring get hurt. titles if he played enough games? Right. That's why. Well, they get hurt, miss, and, miss but they still should be enough. Season. They still should be. AD or LeBron should still have been enough to drag the Lakers higher in the standings the last How? If they're not in the lineup. But one of them's in the lineup. I mean, each of but them are playing about sixty some odd games. So you have some, even some games where AD's not in the lineup. LeBron should have been able to to, to drag the Lakers some some more, and so should AD. I watched AD do it from yeah. mid November to mid December when you were on the air going night. Frost he was the MVP. Night, go, MVP, MVP. So was I, I wrong at the time? No. He was yelling, "The Lakers are back!" So I've watched. They are. I've, no, he wasn't yelling it then. He's yelling it after he got bit by zombie Laker fans. So no, oh, but back you know then, that's, don't don't spread lies. Back then, this was oh, hey, don't even try that. I've seen AD do this, so why can't he do this more regularly? I'm telling you, man. Because he's hurt. You gotta look at But when they're in the lineup, they should still be able to do it. They should still be able to do it more. And these guys are still playing. They're not playing 20 games a year. They're playing 60 games. (laughs) Which is what stars play now. Together, stars play. they don't play 60 no, games. No, no, it, no, 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 no. They, they barely play more than but the uh, than the Nets guys, did before they broke but, that up. But one of those guys in the lineup a night should be enough because every because you're talking about te- the players in the bottom half of the Western Conference. Uh, those guys are the best players on that team. AD is the best player in the bottom half of the Western Conference. LeBron's the best player in the bottom half of the Western Conference. That should be enough to win games. You're- LeBron did it in the East with the Cavaliers when it was him and Anderson oh, Farajan and, and Larry yeah. Hughes. Yeah, see the way you're circling it, but you haven't gotten there yet. There's a giant smiling picture of Russell Westbrook at the end of the point you were making there. As to why they couldn't get over. <laughs> yeah, he's the Clippers' problem now. Oh, man. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex-
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. I I can't believe we're going to talk like this about a guy that last year I said, he's the new Kobe. This is an MVP in waiting. This is going to be the year he wins MVP, and it's going to wind up being his league. But this is where we're at right now for John Morant. All right, he has had a trio of really bad stories come out in the last few days. Uh, Kicked off a few weeks ago where several of Morant's acquaintances threatened and harassed Indiana Pacers staffers with a red laser. Then you had an incident at a mall a few days ago in which uh, Morant allegedly threatened the head of security. And then you have the story, the big one that's come out in the last 24 hours, that Morant's accused of repeatedly punching a teenage boy in the head and threatening him with a gun last summer uh, as a result of a pickup basketball game. This, according to Memphis police records acquired by the Washington Post. Now, John Morant's uh, people uh, deny this and say, "Listen, this is not happening. This is a it's a money grab, or it's someone out to you know to to make a name for themselves on this." But come on, man, you're talking about these three stories that have taken John Morant from face of the league and future MVP to. I just don't know if the guy's going to even be in the league in five years because this is a really bad path to be on. Because no matter how you cut it up, here's a bunch of stories where he seems to get in trouble, whether it's at a mall, whether it's at him having a, a basketball game, whether it's him at an NBA game. Okay, so he's had trouble at an NBA game, at a mall, and at his house. Okay, so these are, these, I mean, think about that for a second. This is not, we went to a club and got into it, we went to a different club, got into it. This is NBA, his house, and a mall. So this is where he where he lives, where he lives professionally, and where he goes out to. And these are three things. And this is a 17 year old kid that he wound up getting into it with for whatever reason. Um, this is his wake up moment. He doesn't. He's not going to get another one because he's on a really bad path. Now you can talk to me about whether it's he's surrounded himself with the wrong people. Whatever it is, this is that moment to say, okay, everything I have can go away. Everything I have can go away because the next story, I don't know if I can get out of. I don't know if I can get out of this one. I don't know what kind of penalty the NBA is going to come down on them with after they complete their investigation. But the next one, I don't know if you can get out of that, whatever it's going to wind up being. Everything, and he's put everything he has worked for in his life at risk. And if he doesn't get that message now, then again, I mean it. If you said, is he going to more likely to win an MVP or be out of the league in five years? I'll be honest with you. I don't know what I would pick. Because I see how talented he is and the kind of player that he is, but then I also see what's going on off the court, and I go, this is a bad path. 
So really, I mean, that, that's I, I can't believe we're having this conversation about him, but we are. Yeah, I think one of the big things to take away from this is, is you know, it can't be categorically dismissed, right? So some some would just say, well, this, you know, this got pushed away. That got is kind of a nebulous thing. No, no, no. They, but it's a pattern, right? And go back to the whatever that was with Shannon Sharp and his dad. And yeah, everybody hugging and joking after the fact. But don't tell me there wasn't some real tension there for a minute. And, and it's could be as much as a hey, boys will be boys and and all those old adages and you move on but it might not be and when you're looking at a guy who is a potential face for the league and we've watched the highlight reels and an impressive fashion what the grizzlies have become there's there's got to be that at least the the sit down within and we talked with Rick Buecher about it yesterday a little bit as news was breaking Jason of you know the the teams at least got to be like all right what the hell's going on here right what is it just a you got a, had a bad set of circumstances and wrong place wrong time multiple times the thing with the kids self defense. Okay, that's fine if it's one-on-one, but allegedly you've got all your your buddies with you there at that scenario as well. So, you know, trying to figure out where, you know, where the problem is and, and how to, to cut it off at this point. I don't know, you know, out of the league or what have you, but certainly it can derail that ascent that has been so quick these last two years, especially as he's stayed healthy and this team is really captivated, you know, in minds in the, in the Western conference, there's a lot of likable guys. So I, I, I'm curious to see how this flows, but on on the surface, it at least warrants an investigation and and a little bit of, dare we say, call back the old, uh, what was it? A and E intervention kind of thing of, all right, let's talk this through. Mm. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome. I am shocked that this is the conversation we're having about John Morant. It's amazing. Uh, coming up next, hey, we got more on the NBA and a very special play of the night. Keep it right here. Jason and Mike, this is Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. This is my upset special. Now, buddy, before we get to the play of the night, we got to leave one thing open for debate here. Okay. Because I know it's been said and uh, people have disagreed, not understand. But maybe, maybe, maybe. The Lakers are back, okay? Yeah, well, no, 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 no. Maybe, maybe it was Russell Westbrook's fault with the Lakers. Maybe. (laughs) Well, Uh, the Clippers fall to 0 and 4. Since they got Russell Westbrook, they fall to a Steph Curry-less Warriors team, 115-91. And the most damning uh, 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 viral video passing around the internet right now is Draymond Green repeatedly leaving Russell Westbrook open when he has the ball uh, at the arc. And it's amazing that he is sagging into... He's he's in the key, and Russell Westbrook is standing at the three-point line by himself. No defenders around him, and he's still looking at him going to pass the basketball. Draymond talked about it after the game and said, hey, you leave a guy open once in a while, okay, but you leave a guy open 
and all the time he starts to question himself. Um, so yeah, let's see. The Lakers three and one, right? I think they're plus fifty in 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 point total since they traded Russell Westbrook, and now the the Clippers are zero and four. And <laughs> <laughs> they got a really worse point differential. So maybe 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 it was Russell Westbrook's fault. I mean, a little bit. Maybe it was Westbrook's fault. Well, I dare you to shoot that shot. I mean, how many times have you done that in a pickup game? How many times have we seen that in the NBA over the last couple of years? Yeah, that guy that guy doesn't – I mean, look at what they do to Ben Simmons. What do you do? You sag off so he doesn't drive. Right? You want to take a jump shot? Have at it. You know, and if you and if you hit one, I will tip my cap to you. I'll have I'll call a timeout so they throw a hat onto the court so I can tip my cap to you. I'll tell you, you have guys now, and this is the thing with the Clippers, and this is why I loved getting Russell Westbrook because, okay, with a defined role, coming off the bench, running the second unit, yeah, this can be really good. But instead, they put him in the starting lineup with something that was working. They got Kawhi back. They got Paul George back. And I'm sure they had to give him some kind of guarantee he would start to sign there. But this turned out to be the wrong move because now you have him playing more minutes. And now Norm Powell, who can't play more than 21 minutes a night. You have Batum playing 20 minutes. How long? I mean, how long until these guys suddenly just lose all their mojo because they're losing playing time, they're losing minutes now, they've been moved out of their comfort zone. The Clippers took what was working and could have added a piece and been really good, and instead now they messed with all of it, and here they are in a lot of trouble. I mean, at some point, Kawhi and Paul George have to say, hey, listen, uh, this isn't working, so we got to make some moves, we got to make tough moves, we got to make tough, tough moves. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the intrigue when he shows up after the buyout of, all right, how's it going to work? And again, owing to the conversation, fool me once, uh, shame on me, fool me twice, I'm an idiot, uh, shame on me uh, to exponentially, because with the Clippers move, it's like, all right, he'll come off the bench and blah, 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 they've got an established rotation. Nah, the hell with that. He's our guy. And what do you see? Every, everybody's role is now grossly undefined, and they go and get blown out. They get blown out. They went up double digits. Yeah. In first half, look good. Halftime speech by uh, Steve Kerr. All right, you guys ready to play some basketball? Yeah, they needed more composure. <laughs> That's true. He did slam the locker hard. I mean, really, they messed her. They were on the way. Hey, we're here now. We're healthy. We're winning games. Things are good. And now here comes Russell Westbrook, and everything is screwed up. Every I mean, Medina published, published that thing of how they were the team to watch in the second half, and we're watching the implosion. <laughs> oh, man, I'll tell you. Uh, Hang the banner. They had that good week. <laughs> oh, unbelievable. Meanwhile, the Lakers are back. Yeah, they're back. They're, they're right. back. They're back. Hey, look, like I said, maybe it was Russell Westbrook's fault. Maybe it was his fault. You never know. Uh, Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike, it's Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Time now for the play of the night brought to you by Progressive. Progressive is making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Well, when you're one of the most famous slash notorious referees in NFL history and you retire, and now we know there's going to be less penalties called as a result, hey, you get to be the play of the night, Jerome Boger. After the play was over, personal foul, unnecessary roughness, receiving team. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Correction. Personal foul, unnecessary roughness, kicking team. Number 36. 
There it is. Jerome Boga, your play of the night. One last time for everybody. That's good. Yeah, it's, he had a good run. 19 years, buddy. Yeah, we basically dedicated the show tonight to Jerome Boger. That's pretty cool. Well, He's had a yeah. big impact on the NFL. <laughs> well, but we, we know how big referees are, and people are still bellyaching over the uh, holding call by Cheffers and his crew at the end of the Super Bowl. So why not celebrate an outgoing high penalty referee? Congratulations, Jerome Boger. Coming up next, my buddy Ben Maller. This is Fox Sports Radio. I like the overnight radio host. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.